Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. Hey, this is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. Hey, this is Ed with the Rhythm and Shoes Band. Looking for the perfect gift this holiday season? Give the great taste of Hides of Liverpool. In a holiday time, tradition means everything, and Hides has been a Central New York tradition since 1917. Franks, Coney's, Phillies, grilled cheese, and more. There's something for everyone. Now through December 31st, with every $25 in gift cards you purchase, you'll receive a $5 bonus gift card. So stop into Hides today for lunch, for dinner, and for a bonus gift card while they last. 305 Oswego Street in Liverpool or visit hidesofliverpool.com. Plus, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Deezer, and anywhere else you get your podcasts on your smartphone device. Make sure you download subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. That stuff does help an awful, awful lot. Be on the lookout for my 9-Minute with Mike Lindsley videos as well as my ML Sports takes all over Twitter, Facebook, IGTV, TikTok, and anywhere else <clears throat> on social media. And, of course, you can hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports. Shirt Rip Sundays or Mondays, depending on when the Bills play, those are coming to you <clears throat> as well. Thanks to our friends at Cooperstown Connection. And the ML Sports Platter, by the way, overall is uh, presented by Bryant and Stratton College, Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State, and Welch and Company Jewelers. Log on to welchjewelers.com today for the best jewelry around. You need that special gift for that loved one. No better place to go than welchjewelers.com. You can ask an expert right on the website and check out all of the awesome necklaces, bracelets, the engagement rings, wedding rings, and more. Welch and Company Jewelers, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Also want to thank Bear Creek Restaurant and Camillus Golf Club. Let's dive in. It's my NFL roundup for, uh, amazingly enough, I I had to say this to myself like a hundred times today, week 13. (laughs) We're almost at the end of the NFL season. Um, it's just it's mind-boggling, uh, but we're almost here. And basically how these are going to work, just to kind of let everybody know, um, I'm basically recording on Sunday night. It airs Monday morning, and I'm recording, you know, in time what's going on, you know, previewing the Sunday game, some of the end of the 4 o'clock games perhaps, you know, previewing this week, it'll be Monday night and Tuesday night uh, games, Um, you know, what I saw all day type of a thing. It's kind of an NFL roundup total, uh, and then I, you know, examine some of the games still to be played. So um, I will do that here, and of course when you listen, um, you know, the Chiefs-Broncos will be already done with, you know, we'll, we'll still have a couple of games to look forward to on Monday and, uh, and Tuesday nights, respectively. All right, let's dive straight into it. <clears throat> I tell you what, man, the Arizona Cardinals are starting to tumble hard. And as I record this, it looks like the Rams are going to go ahead and win this game. Uh, it's 38-21 to 21, uh, with a couple minutes left in this game as I record this. But, you know, all of a sudden, the wheels are starting to come off that Cliff Kingsbury wagon, man. And you know what's going to start happening. Um, 
the Monday morning quarterbacks, the armchair quarterbacks are going to start criticizing, you know, Kingsbury and all his gimmicks and everybody's figuring him out and all that sort of thing, which is basically the same thing that happened last year to Sean McVay. Now, this is where you see how good is a head coach. How are you going to respond? What, you know, somebody moves a chess piece, what what are you moving next? And the Rams, basically, with this win, will be 8-4, and 4-3 four, four and three <clears throat> on the road. Not that it matters because, you know, no packed houses and all the rest. But that's also probably in the toughest division in football. And all Sean McVay did was kind of retool things, uh, move chess pieces around, um, and then he started to do the checkmating. And this Rams team looks really good again. <laughs> I mean, they look really good offensively. They have had their bad spots. Um, but because the NFC is so wide open, because you have Rams, Packers, Saints, you know, Buccaneers, maybe an NFC East team, you know, can get in and and, and win a game. I mean, I wouldn't put it past any of those teams. Uh, We saw the Giants beat the Seahawks, and I'll talk about that game here in a minute. But this Rams team has as good a chance as anybody because they can score. And Jared Goff went off against the Arizona Cardinals in this game. Well over 300 yards, touchdown strike, and he's starting to split the ball up, the reps up, like he did a couple years ago during the Super Bowl run. You know, throwing long, throwing short. Uh, they're getting those quick slants. The The Rams, when they get humming on offense, they really, really, really block well. And that's what happened in this game as well. Right when the player catches the ball and he turns, there's already a lane. And the Rams are starting to really do some technical things, some you know, some mechanics and all the rest that are, that are fantastic. <clears throat> you know, Woods and Cup and Everett and Brown getting in the action, throwing screen plays and all the rest, quick slants, etc., Man alive. Um, You know, they're rolling. And obviously we know that they have the best defensive player in football in Aaron Donald, although he has not dominated as much this year. Um, Listen, the Rams have had bumps in the road. The Rams have looked awful at certain spots in this season, but so has every NFC team. You know, how bad did they look, you know, against Miami on the road, losing by 11? They looked horrific on the road against San Francisco. Uh, They were getting their doors blown off by the Bills until they came back. They've had their spots, but everyone has. And all I'm simply getting at is this. The Rams have, after this game with four left, New England, New York, Jets, Seattle, Arizona, they have a very good chance to win three of four, if not four of four, and a very great chance at 11-5 and five or 12-4 and four to go in <clears throat> and go to the Super Bowl again. It's that simple. They have as good a chance as anybody in the NFCs. That offense is humming. McVay has, has answered the, che- the chess piece movement. And he's been fantastic. All right, let's get to the other games. Uh, the Packers, again, looking here in the fourth quarter like they're going to close it out. Tremendous, tremendous game again by Aaron Rodgers. Wildly efficient. I think it's between him and Mahomes for the MVP right now. But to me, this Packers team, they are dangerous because they are a, and I know the Eagles aren't very good, but you play today. You know, who, you play who you play today. That's it. That's That's it. That's the list. And I'll tell you what, man, the Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams trio right now is probably the best QB, RB uh, wide receiver I can think of. I, I think a lot of people would say, well, it's, it's got to be Mahomes and Hill you know, by default. It doesn't matter who the running back is. The Chiefs are getting a good running game, but they're getting it out of a couple of guys. Jones is the featured back. Now, there may be time for A.J. Dillon to get some carries to give him a breather. But man alive, Rodgers, Jones, Adams are fantastic right now. 
and the Packers are humming. They'll move to 9-3, and three, close this thing out. Some people may be surprised on the Patriots game. They may be surprised. Um, I am not. I'm surprised at the score. But, like, I'm not surprised that the Patriots are winning games, and I'm not at all, you know, surprised that that they're playing well. I had a hell of a time at my CBS Pick'em between the Chargers and the Patriots. I just thought that this was an instant 50-50. And the Patriots murdered the Chargers. I mean, I'm recording this with about four minutes to go. The Patriots are up 45 to nothing. And just an incredibly embarrassing game. Herbert looked awful. Bill Belichick just continues to blow the doors off of young quarterbacks. I mean, just shut them down. And, you know, turnover after turnover, efficient offense, Patriots move the ball, use the short field, and they smoked them. And all of a sudden, don't look now, Patriots are 500. They're, they're, they're making the AFC, you know, teams in the wild card uh, area look, you know, feel a little nervous here. <laughs> That's all there is to it. Giants, whoa, we mentioned them earlier. Um, what a win for the G-men. 17 to 12. It was kind of for a while there. It was a high scoring baseball game. I really think, you know, in this game, you're, you're going from a Giants perspective, and I think they dipped into, and again, no Daniel Jones, they dipped into the 1980s. Ball control, Wayne Gallman, um, do enough to move the chains, own time of possession. They were down 5 nothing at the half, so, you know, the Seahawks hit, I guess, a couple of solo home runs and a three-run shot. <laughs> Mariners 5, Yankees uh, 0, right? Um, but then the Giants stormed back 17-7, to and they really held Russell Wilson at bay. They picked him off once, made him look very average today, and I was impressed with the Giants. I really was. Um, Big-time win for them. Huge, huge win. Um, moving on here, ML Sports Platter brought to you by Empower Federal Credit Union and our good friends at CNY Electrical, as well as Rosie's Corner. Um, I, I just cannot get over how good of a coach Sean Payton is. I really can't. I mean, this guy, you know, no Drew Brees, no problem. Uh, 21-16 over the Falcons. The Falcons, uh, they just, uh, you know, we had to have known, right, with Raheem Morris. Well, here they come. Man, they fired Dan Quinn. It's just that simple. Well, when you play the big boys, you know, you come back down to earth. You get humbled. And the big boys are the Saints. I mean, the Saints, uh, the Saints. You know, with Peyton and Breeze winning one Super Bowl, it shows you how hard it is to win another one. They have been so good all year. They're so well coached. They're so deep. They're so good on both sides of the ball. They might be the best balanced team, not just in the NFC, but in the entire National Football League. And you know what? When you talk about trios, I talked about the, you know, the Rogers Jones uh, Adams trio of Green Bay. And the Saints have a pretty good one, too. And Breeze, when he's in there, Hill now, uh, into Alvin Kamara, into Michael Thomas. And, you know, the Falcons had a couple of guys who had some, you know, some solid days. Calvin really had a 100-yard uh, game, which certainly helped me in fantasy. But um, he finally got off his ass and gave me some points. Um, but the Saints just beat Atlanta by being a really, really well-balanced team. Right? I mean, that's really what this boils down to. The Saints are, are like, just remember a few years back when Jordan Spieth was winning majors, right? Jordan Spieth wasn't the best driver. He wasn't the best short game guy. He wasn't the best iron guy. 
but he was really, really, really good at all of them. And then on major Saturdays and Sundays, he was really, really good at all of them, and he was the best putter, right? Well, that's what's that's what New Orleans is. New Orleans is isn't the best right now at quarterback. They're not the best at defense. Oh, it's really close. Well, maybe they are best at defense. I don't know, but they're the best at control. They control the game. It's really that simple. And they controlled the Falcons. They controlled them. And they score in big, big spots. When they get a lead, they can punch you in the mouth as well. They can win a bunch of different ways. They're balanced, they're versatile, and they can beat you a, different, a bunch of different ways. And man, in the NFL, that is a big deal. And listen, you know, look, we won't have packed houses in the postseason. But if the Saints can snag home field, it's still a big deal because they love playing in that building. The Chicago Bears are pathetic. They lose 34-30. The Lions scored five touchdowns in a comeback win against the Bears. I had the Bears in Pickham. I When they were blowing uh, Detroit out, I still didn't feel good about it. Um, not Well, kind of blowing them out. I mean, it, it was 23-13 to 13 at the half. But before that, it really was a manhandle no matter what the score was. I mean, it was, it was a very, very one-sided affair. And then the Lions just come storming back. And, you know, Matt Stafford... Again, it's against a Bears defense that I don't know what the hell happened. Um, they just started leaving guys wide open. They couldn't pressure the quarterback. But is there is there more of an enigma in the NFL than Matt Stafford? I mean, seriously. Can we figure this guy out? I mean, how much blame do we put on Matt Stafford? Because for as great as the numbers are, Matt Stafford also has never really led a team. He doesn't have a playoff win. When he's had a couple of weapons, you know, fourth quarters, doesn't really do it, you know? And the Lions Bears highlights I've seen about four or five times, and now I'm, I got the NBC pregame on in, in uh, <clears throat> my man cave as I do this, and they're showing the highlights again. Um, you know, Mitch Trubisky had a terrible fumble, terrible fumble, um, but it was thirty to twenty with two and a half minutes to go. I mean, uh, this was a uh, this was a bad loss for the Bears. It was a bad loss. And, you know, they got the ball. It was third and four, thirty to twenty-seven. They're up. And Trubisky fumbles. I mean, there's just no awareness in the pocket. None. And the Lions come down and they punch it in. And, you know, it's really bad to be a Lions fan. It's been a bad, I mean, it's, it's, but it's, God, it's awful to be a Bears fan too, man. It is really, really bad. Um, you know, I, I can't quite understand the game call, the, the play calling at the end. I mean, I, I just don't understand it. <clears throat> by the Bears with the runs and the short the short run on fourth and one or whatever. I, I mean, what, what are you doing there? I mean, you need a touchdown, right? You're down four points. Matt Nagy's terrible. The GM is terrible. Uh, and Ryan Pace. Uh, the Bears just need an overhaul. I did a video on it earlier this week. I, I mean, they just completely need an overhaul. they got to get rid of both quarterbacks. they got to get a GM. They need a head coach. They're awful. They're absolutely horrible. And Khalil Mack is just wasting his time in Chicago. I mean, he's wasting his career, period, in discussion. By the way, my last thought on this game is, holy hell, Adrian Peterson's still going amazing. Um, still can't really get over years back when he, you know, shoved a switchblade down his son's throat. So he's still kind of on my shit list for that. But, God, give the guy credit for playing in his longevity. In the NFL, he will waltz into Canton on the first ballot. Titans, Wow, they lose to the Browns. This game was a blowout at the half. I mean, this was 35-7. And the story was the Cleveland offense humming and just rocking a Titans defense led by Mike Vrabel and his staff. 
and they could do no wrong. I mean, it was Baker Mayfield throwing darts everywhere. Nick Chubb was terrific. Uh, Kareem Hunt, incredible. The, t- the Titans' defensive line was getting pushed around by the Browns' offensive line. That was the best half of football I've seen the offensive line play for Cleveland all year long, and they've had a very, very good year. Um, and then all of a sudden, bing, bang, boom, boom, boom. I mean, Corey Davis for Tennessee and Tannehill and the Klan, they start coming back, and you're going, whoa. Um, but Cleveland, Cleveland got it done in the end, you know, and they made enough plays. And I got to tell you, I know they almost blew the lead. I know that. I know they almost blew the lead. But that sort of thing happens in the NFL sometimes. You take your, your gas off the pedal. Um, you know, you take your foot off the pedal, right? You let up a little bit, not as much gas. And all of a sudden, you're kind of lackadaisical, and you're, oh, man, now that the heat's on, now i got to play harder and this and that. The bottom line is they still won the game. And I'm here to tell you, with the way they play football, the Cleveland Browns are a dangerous group. Their 40, uh, 41-35 win today puts them at 9-3. and If it weren't for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they'd be leading the division. And by the way, they're only a couple games behind Pittsburgh right now, a few games behind. Uh, they are a legit, scary team in the postseason. If you are a Bills fan, you do not want anything to do with this football team because Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt run the shit out of the ball. They run they run right down your throat, and they've got a playmaking, number one in Jarvis Landry, and their defense does make enough plays. Now today, I know they gave up the lead. I get it. <clears throat> but Miles Garrett still everywhere. He is a wrecking ball right now. Cleveland, every single time they go out, they're playing with as much confidence as their head coach has in him and Kevin Stefanski, who's completely rebuilt in just a very short time. The culture in Cleveland has been terrific. And uh, they're just, they're getting it. They're getting it right now. I mean, there's no other way to say it. They are after it right now. They are playing fantastic football. Again, it's one half against Tennessee. They almost blew the lead, but they hung on. It is what it is. They still got the win. This game is... My goodness, it was about, you know, sometimes people ask, like on PTI sometimes, like the toss-up thing. What does it say more about, Cleveland or Tennessee? Today, today, I know the comeback with Tennessee. I know Cleveland sat back a little bit. I still think it was way more about Cleveland than Tennessee today, way more. I don't, you know, that offense, I don't want to play them. I mean, that's just, they're they're shredding defenses left and right, and uh, Stefanski deserves a ton of credit. Now the question will be, you know, Cleveland sustainability, et cetera, et cetera, right? That's where we're, what we're kind of looking for here. The Dolphins, 19-7, beat the Bengals. Again, this was a very, very difficult game for Cincinnati because it, it, you just go into these games without Joe Burrow. It, you just you can't win with Ryan Finley. You, you, mean, you can't win with Brandon Allen. I mean, you, these guys are just, you know, I mean, come on. You, 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 Joe Burrow was in position, neck and neck, Justin Herbert, although, boy, did Herbert have a bad game today. Still in line for it, I guess. Tua could be in line for it now, too. I mean, you just can't win games without Joe Burrow. You just, I mean, you, you can't. I mean, these guys go back, you know, it's deer in headlights kind of shit, and they just can't make throws. I mean, that's all there is to it. Tua was really good. He was really good. I mean, I give him a lot of credit. You know, I give him a ton of credit. And Miami, man, 8-4. and four. The Bills have got to win, and we'll get to them in a minute on Monday Night Football. Great game, Vikings and Jaguars. Just a phenomenal football game. 27-24, to went to overtime. Losing cause, James Robinson was great for Jags, for the Jags like he's been all year. But the terrific interception by Smith, 
game-winning OT field goal for the Vikes. They get it done. Cousins, Cook, Jefferson, that trio, doing some damage for the Vikings. That was their version. And, oh, by the way, the hard-ass Mike Zimmer-led Vikings are now 500. We'll see if they can keep the momentum going again. I think this club started 1-5. and five. They got a shot here. They are, as they say, in the hunt. ML Sports Platter brought to you by CNY Electrical, Rosie's Corner, Welch & Company Jewelers, and our great friends the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group. Log on to vcgtransforms.com today to become a better leader both personally and professionally. Can you believe the miracle deep ball in the final seconds for the uh, uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders? I, I honest to God, I thought, I thought the Jets had this one, man. I really did. And then with like eight seconds left, he just totally blown coverage. I mean, turn around, man. And so the Raiders, <laughs> they win this game. That's how wild the NFL is. One play like that, right? One play. It goes the other way. The Raiders are 500 and probably on the outside looking in with a really, really difficult uh, you know, slate uh, ahead here to try and win the game. Uh, you know, win the next several games or whatever to get into the postseason. But instead, now they're still really, really, really in it at 7-5. and five. I mean, it, the AFC is banana land. Without competitive, these wild card teams are going to be. But, you know, you got you to turn, turn around. It was a 61-yard play. I mean, uh, five seconds to go, whatever, eight seconds when they snapped it, whatever. He scores at five seconds, I guess. Uh, and uh, Henry Ruggs, the third, 46-yard dime from Derek Carr. I mean, just... So New York Jets, it's not even funny. It's so New York sports and so New York Jets, I can't even, you can't even, you know, this team, you just, you can't make stuff up with these guys. I mean, the Jets are just, you know, and I, they're pathetic. I mean, that is, and they had that game won. I don't know if it would have done anything from a pride standpoint, but now they're still uh, winless at 0-12. Just a terrible football team. Terrible football team. Um, quickly through the rest of these games, Colts beat the Texans. I give the Texans a lot of credit, but you know, the, the Texans are just, they're just right now, they're just a very, very beat up football team that makes mistakes. They are absolutely losing their minds. They are, uh, they have Deshaun Watson and that's pretty much it. I mean, JJ Watt has got to, got to want out of there. Um, you know, I am over. You know, I'm, I'm over the, you know, the Houston Texans um, thing. You know, it was fun for a while, and they got to Sean Watson, and they're going to be here for, you know, for a long time. And so, it, it gave Bill O'Brien the keys to the kingdom. I mean, that was the worst thing you could have ever done. And I don't know if that's the best job just because of Deshaun Watson. I, I don't know. I mean, the ownership there is shit. Does Eric Bianami really want to go to Houston? Does he really want to go there? Um, I don't know. I mean, for as bad as the Jets are, are they equal jobs? They might be. Because if the Jets get Trevor Lawrence, they get rid of Adam Gase, they start to build around Trevor Lawrence, perhaps that's even a better job than Houston. Some of the other jobs that might be open at the end of the year, I mean, will the Bears job be open? I, you know, again, that's not a very good job either. I mean, listen, a lot of these assistants, uh, sometimes they probably don't care because they're sitting there going, hey, you know, like, I just want to be a head coach, period. Is the Atlanta job attractive? I, you know, you're pretty close to rebuilding there ever since the 28-3 choke job in the Super Bowl. Um, the Falcons just, they just figure out ways to lose. They stink. Um, 
So I, I don't know. Like, I don't know where Houston is in line with those other jobs. I can tell you right now that for many reasons, all those jobs stink. I mean, we can we can go on and on about why they're not great. Um, but, you know, the Texans fumble in the red zone. I mean, it, it's just you can't make it up. I love the Colts pieces. I love their young pieces. And I'm very, very intrigued. You know, Phillip Rivers, is he going to go coach high school football? Um, is he going to come back and play one more year? Um, if I'm the Colts, you know, I got to go get a quarterback no matter what. Because Rivers, even if he plays next year and you sign him one more year to that roster, you've got to look ahead. And I don't know what the Colts cap situation is. I don't know what their draft stocks uh, stock looks like this upcoming uh, uh, NFL draft. But you got to go get somebody. Um, you know, maybe you trade up. Maybe you find somebody in free agency. Uh, and don't bring Rivers back um, and groom the youngster under him. I think a youngster grooming under Philip Rivers would be fine, but you got to go get somebody because the the the, the Colts. I, I, I like their roster a lot. Love their head coach. I've said it a million times. Frank Reich is terrific. Um, but I like Naheem Hines, man, a lot. I like Jordan uh, Jonathan Taylor a lot. And that's a, that's a two-headed monster right there with different styles. They can both catch it out of the backfield. They keep defenses honest. They're both really good. T.Y. Hilton, still plenty of years left in this league. He's 31 years old. he got another three to five years left. I like the depth at wide receiver a lot. You know, I love, I mean, how can you not love Quentin Nelson, the blindside left tackle out of Notre Dame? I mean, one of the best Chris Ballard draft picks, maybe the best one. Their defense takes the ball away when healthy, when ready, in, ready to roll. You know, you've got Justin Houston, the veteran. You've got, I think, Taekwon Lewis, fantastic out of Ohio State. DeForest Buckner went healthy. Their secondary takes it away. Darius Leonard, fantastic. You know, they've got veterans in the secondary who are really, I mean, they get after it. They take the ball away, they get after it. You know, Tremont Smith is a three, uh, Central Arkansas. You know, another depth guy at quarterback, Xavier Rhodes, Kenny Moore. And they've got guys, they have fast, blanket-covered defensive back guys, and they complement them with a really good pass rush, and they just play team defense, fundamental defense. And, um, you know, they got Frank Reich. they got a really good coaching staff. But they got to keep it humming at the quarterback spot because – you ain't going anywhere in the playoffs when you have to go up against Patrick freaking Mahomes. Period. End of discussion. Uh, I'm going to get to uh, the Sunday night game, the Monday night game, and the Tuesday night game after this. All right, ML Sports Platter here. Let's nail the last few games here. Uh, the Sunday night game should should be, should be, should be, should be a one-sided affair. I mean, there's no other way to say it. I mean, the Denver Broncos quarterback situation is a complete and utter shit show. Um, and this should just be a complete mismatch. The game's in Kansas City, not that it really matters, but, you know, again, without a packed house and like and the like, but my God, Kansas City right now humming 10-1, and 4-1 at home. Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey, you know the deal. I mean, I don't have to explain this game, do I? Kansas City favored by 13. I mean, I do not bet. Sports are crazy. Uh, me playing fantasy this year also reminds me why I don't bet because I would drive myself crazy trying to bet sports. I mean, can you imagine like, oh, they're minus four and a half and, you know, you miss it by a point, right? And you lose like a thousand bucks. I mean, I don't know how people do it. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they say that they enjoy it. I don't understand any of it. I don't, I, I just don't, I don't understand how people bet and they love it and they enjoy it. I mean, my only enjoyment would be is if you're winning money, <laughs> you know, um, 
other than that, where's the enjoyment? And I, I would think that it takes away from your enjoyment of watching the games as well. But who am I? Kansas City should should cover is where I was going with that. 13 points. I think they should cover. Let's move to the Monday night games. Um, we got two of them. Uh, it's Washington at Pittsburgh. Uh, I think this will be close. I really do. I think Pittsburgh is going to win, but it'll be close. I think Kansas City wins by like 17, 20 points. Uh, against Denver, and in this game, I'm going to take the Steelers. Really, really close. Six-point game, 26-20. The reason is because Washington, they're a very difficult team to play. They have a two-headed monster at running back. I do love Antonio Gibson. I think he's been a really, really good back this year. They have pesky players, right? I mean, you don't, they don't have Tyree Kill. They don't have a, um, you know, a Travis Kelsey, right? They don't have, they don't have a, a, you know, an Amari Cooper, um, they don't have a Devontae Adams. You know, they don't have monster superstars. But they just make you really work. Ron Rivera comes from him. And, you know, I, I think this will be a tough game for Pittsburgh. I do. Um, I'm going to go 26-20. I do think they have more everywhere. I think they moved to 12-0 and 7-0 at home. The Bills play at San Francisco tomorrow night. Uh, this game is going to be very, very hard for, for the Bills. I mean... You know, the 49ers have 70 to $75 million um, off their roster right now with injuries. We know about Nick Bosa. We know about Kittle. We know about um, Jimmy Garoppolo, etc. You know, some linemen are out. But, man, this team still has some good pieces. Mostert's going to be in there ready to go. Uh, they're very, very well coached. Kyle Shanahan's terrific. And they're going to have downhill runners. Uh, against a team that struggled at times this year against the run, the Bills. Um, and I love still what they have up front. I like Eric Armstead a lot. I really, really, really like him a lot. Um, they're going to give the Bills problems. I mean, that's all there is to it. Deion Jordan, problem. You know, um, secondary. You're going to see a lot of zone against the Bills. And so, Brian Dable, how do you answer that? Um, I also want to see the Bills, you know, again, it's nice to run the ball a little bit and have balance. I talked about balance you know, with the Packers, with the Saints, okay, the Chiefs, uh, the Steelers. But the Bills have mostly won with the pass. Ten personnel, four wide, throw it, gun it, you know, Diggs, Beasley, mixing up with the tight ends, Gabe Davis, you know, John Brown's not going to be... Uh, in there for a couple more weeks. I think that the Bills, you know, they need to come out and not necessarily establish the run, but I think get the pass going, keep the defense guessing, and run the football from there. Moss, Singletary, etc. This will be a tough game. I'm going to take the Bills, but I'm going to do 26-16. I think it's going to be a hard game. This is a very physical football team. They're extremely well coached. And uh, it's going to be hard for Buffalo. It really is. But, man, do they need this win. They've got to win this game because Miami Miami won against Cincinnati. I mean, they are on the Bills' asses right now. And then we got Cowboys at Ravens. I just think this is a real simple one because Baltimore, they're just more buttoned up. They are, I know lately they've looked a little rough, but, God, Dallas just doesn't want to play football right now. 
I mean, I don't think that we've seen Dallas look like they want to play football since Dak got hurt. You know, they didn't fight for Andy Dalton when, you know, the opposition was going after him. You know, they haven't they haven't shown a lot of, you know, heart and 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 you see it on their faces. Uh, they don't want to be out there, and uh, and the Ravens have to get this win. If the Ravens lose this game, they are up shit crick without a paddle. There is no other. There's no other way to say it. Period. There's no other way to say it because. They got to deal with at Cleveland right after this. Jacksonville, a game that they should win, but Jacksonville's physical. They play people tough. That's, again, from Doug Marone. Giants all of a sudden are formidable. At Cincy's got to be a win at the end of the year, right? But, again, they're in the AFC. You got Vegas. You got the Bills. You got the Dolphins. You got the Patriots lurking. You know, you got Colts and Titans. I mean, there are some teams in this freaking conference. I mean, if you're Baltimore, you cannot, cannot lose this game to the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are, I mean, they're pathetic. They're pathetic. So give me Baltimore in this game. Let's go 24 to uh, 24 to 10. Um, I should also mention that Lamar Jackson in this game, he is expected to start. He is expected to start. So there's my NFL roundup, week 13. Hope you enjoyed a ton of the games. Um, you know, the two teams that were off were Tampa Bay and Carolina. We'll see what the Bucks have in store for the rest of the year. Uh, looking a little rough, but, man, the, 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 the bye week came at a really, really great time. Um, so I'm going to go with, wow, I just saw the pick, by the way, to end the game, well, almost end the game, uh, for the Rams over the Cardinals. That was a horrible, horrible miss by Kyler Murray. Just a terrible, I guess he tried to kind of throw back door on that and just, Wow, that was a that was awful. That was horrible. Um, so we'll see what the you know what what they have in store. We'll we'll see what we'll see what happens um, in uh, in that game uh, in in the following games for Tampa. Right, we'll see what happens. Um, Chris Sims breaking down Kyler Murray's throw right now. Um, one of his throws, not the pick, but just some really bad stuff today from Murray. He he looked lost today. Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, these guys are going to get absolutely slammed by national media. My game ball. I'm going to give it out to Baker Mayfield. The beginning of the year I ripped the Browns. I was like same old Browns. I did a video on them talking about how brutal they are and it's the same old Browns and they're losing games the same way. Um you know, I believe it was right around when they got thrashed by the Steelers. Because so many people were like, oh my God, this team's 4-1. and one. You know, watch, they're finally legit, they're finally here. And then when they play an elite team, they get smoked, 38-7. They also lost to Baltimore. In between there, they did beat a Joe Burrow-led Cincinnati team. They beat Washington better than people think. Dallas, a more healthy team. Indianapolis, they did beat, which was a great win. You know, They've now beaten Tennessee. They've now beaten the Colts. Um, you know, Philadelphia, Houston, Jacksonville, nah. You know, they lost to the, to the Vegas Raiders by 10. They looked horrible in that game. They do have a couple signature wins. And they are really dangerous right now. 
And Baker, to his credit, was not good. He was great in this game. He's emerging as a big-time fantasy choice for people to pick up. 25 of 33, 334 yards, four touchdowns. Rating was 147, QBR 87.8. I'm giving my game ball to Baker Mayfield. And right now, the Cleveland Browns, I mean, they're a problem. They're a major, 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 major problem. ML Sports Platter, thanks for listening all over the major platforms like Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Deezer. We are presented by our awesome, awesome friends at the Al and Angus Pub, CNY Electrical, Rosie's Corner, Welch and Company Jewelers, Ryan W. Hanlon of Howard Hanna Real Estate, and our terrific friends over at Ken's Auto Detailing. Give them a ring, 315-572-0892. If you are in and around Central New York, stop by, grab the unbelievable car detail. Let me tell you, when they do your car detail, inside and outside, it's just $120. Great gift for a family member uh, or a friend. And you drive off that lot, man, you feel like you are in a new car. So get over to Ken's right there on Route 11 in Cicero if you're in and around Central New York for the holidays or you live in the area. Ken's is a fantastic place to go. Ken's Auto Detailing, the official detail house of the ML Sports Platter. Hit me on Twitter, at Sports, And as I always tell you, enjoy the games. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments. Where bold moves require confident blueprints. Where you can accelerate transformation through consistency. Where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com cloud. Lowe's Provember event is happening now through November 24th. It's the perfect time to shop GE appliances for all your properties, like the GE side-by-side refrigerator and the GE dishwasher with active flood protect. Durable and reliable, you can always count on GE to deliver the long-lasting performance you're looking for. Available today, shop the full line of GE appliances online or in-store during Lowe's Provember event, now through November 24th. Lowe's, the new home for pros, U.S. only. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.